Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon on the Thursday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Trent Condon and Ken Miller with you for the next couple of hours. Appreciate you spending some of your morning here with Trent and I as we will talk about the world of sports uh, in the next couple of hours. And on, rather, the BMW of Des Moines guest list here today. We will start things off at about 1025 or so with our friend Vinny Iyer. Vinny, a three-time Jeopardy champion, a graduate of Northwestern University, and now, as he has been for a while, uh, writing for the Sporting News, covering the NFL at the Sporting News. We'll get Vinny in here uh, as we'll talk about some of the games coming up this weekend. By the way, your Bears didn't get cleared in the market, television-wise. Right, it is. Uh, they chose Minnesota-Atlanta, but that game? Uh, well, there's uh, apparently it's a staffer. A staffer. Right. The game is still on as, okay. as we sit here currently. It's a staffer, apparently. Now, the the, the Falcons have left the facility. Uh-huh. Um, but you know how these things go, right? Yes. And you, that's why you said it. <laughs> we start to hear a trickle, and then it becomes more of a, of, of a wave, and soon we're heading to cancellation territory. So there is a possibility, is what you're saying is, um, at least for the time being, the game hasn't been cleared uh, the Vikings in Atlanta. How surprised were you I'm, by that? I'm shocked. I mean, come on. What Atlanta's awful. Terrible. They haven't won a game. The Vikings are 1-4. and four. Mm-hmm. Fun team to watch. The, but Bears, the Bears are right. And, and I've told you this story, this is from many moons ago, but yes, the four teams, the four NFL Midwest regional teams for us, it's very close in terms of fan mm-hmm. base. This is what a, uh, the buyer at Shields told me about a decade ago. Right. But when the Bears are good, they are number one. And, and it's pretty... Pretty significant, as long as the Bears are decent. They're at the top of that list. You have them against a good Carolina team? I don't get it. That's, that's, that's something I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Is that Riser's that. pick? Does he choose that? Does that come from the GM? Is that something that's just handed at down to Fox? Anymore? Oh, yeah, that's a Fox. Right. I was thinking KCCI, yeah. No. At Fox. Well, Garmin used to have a say when he was a KCCI. Um, but that was I, a I while know. ago, too. And I remember yeah. asking Andy about that. And he says, yeah, I, it comes to him. Right, but anymore, I and mean, we're talking probably last time I you know asked Andy about that it was probably seven eight years ago something right. like that. What is it? What is it today? Is it handed down from mm. higher ups? Is I, it the GM that makes that call? Whatever it is, it was just really surprising because I saw the same thing. You can always see that five hundred six sports dot com mm. is the website. I was right there with you. Minnesota, yeah, I'm surprised. Atlanta. Look, the 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 other game up up against it is uh, uh, Cleveland and Pittsburgh, which mm-hmm. is a marquee game. Yes, so KCCI uh, has that one in the doubleheaders. Fox and boy, it's a, there's only two games in the late window today this weekend. Did you see that? There's only yeah. two. And I mean, the first one, Jets, Dolphins, but Green Bay, Tampa Bay is going to do a massive, massive number on Fox. So, anyways, uh, back to uh, Vinny Iyer. We'll lead things off. He joins us. 
at 1025-ish. Uh, it's Thursday. That means Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports will check in here with his games of the week. Uh, he's got four that he's going to preview with you and I, and then he'll leave you uh, with his game of the week and tell you how you can get more information if you're so inclined to go down that path. In the 11 o'clock hour, Chris Connolly from the Iowa Event Center is going to be with us. A couple of things we're going to talk to Chris. Obviously, the bigger news, and this is no offense to the Des Moines Buccaneers and Nate Toit and Mary Blakemore and the crew over there who I like a lot. Uh, the fact that they're going to play some of their games there, that was not really the needle mover, but we'll talk about it. But the main topic is the NCAA tournaments coming back to Des Moines in 2023. It is very, very apparent uh, that the committee and who's ever in charge of making those decisions, uh, Des Moines has got their attention. Des Moines has passed with flying colors the first two times they've had the event, and they're back in the rotation in 2023. So Chris Connolly from the Iowa event center will join us and we'll talk about the decision um you know you always want to be learning right Mm -hmm. you don't want to we're good you know we've we've now at a point where we don't need to listen to anybody i want to know what they've learned from the last time another flawless performance for the most part i don't think anything went wrong because i remember the first time there was a lot of concerns about the concessions Mm -hmm. the the lines were long the first day yes and they fixed it yes you're Uh right before they came back uh well, a day in between, two days later, mm-hmm. that that was alleviated. And then last year, yeah, things were really, really good. And it was very, very rare that you heard any negative stories coming out. But you're always striving to get better, always yeah. striving to do more. And, and think of the tournaments that we've had, the teams that we've had here. We had that epic Indiana-Kentucky game, that round of 32 game a few years back, playing right here in Des Moines. And just how incredible that was, the fan bases. And, and that was something that I really enjoyed, too, last year is – talking to the Michigan State fans, talking uh-huh. to the Minnesota fans, and what do you think of our fair city? No, and, it was great. And it was, you know, the Minnesota fans, and as you know, I like to heckle them a little bit, but mm-hmm. I talked to a lot of them, and it was really cool just getting their perspective, most of them from Minneapolis, but coming down to Little Des Moines. And, Trent, I saw it coming f- firsthand, when le- leaving Ankeny, driving yeah. to downtown Des Moines, and all the Minnesota plates mm-hmm. on the road on uh, on I-35. Gophers showed up. Yeah, they did. Which, they are a fan base as a whole that is not known for that. That's not a great traveling Big fan events base. events they came out for. Yes. They came out for that one. By the way, I just got a text. They are showing the Bears over in Cedar Rapids. I guess yeah. no surprise there yep. uh, that they're showing the, the Bears. That's the right game to show. Anyways. Um, we'll see if they dump out. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll, we'll see if the game is able to. <laughs> That's part two. Atlanta's still got to get on the airplane and travel to Minnesota. Boy, mm-hmm. Minnesota's had some luck with the teams that they've been playing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, uh, and then we'll wrap things up with our friend John Bowencamp, uh, writing at HawkeyeNation.com. Uh, we'll do the Hawks and we'll also do his Dodgers. Uh, he's a hardcore Dodger fan. Is They got back into the series last night, did in a they big not? Big way. Holy mackerel, an 11 spot in the first inning. That was unbelievable. Trent, I'll be honest with you, I always am. I hate that expression. I don't know why I use it. I'm pissed off at myself whenever I do. Um, it's a crutch is what it is. I watched more of the Sun Belt last mm-hmm. night. Oh, absolutely. That was a hell of a game. It was entertaining. It was high-level football. This is not – we've ple- seen plenty of Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday Sun Belt games right. that are just – just off. It's football for football's sake, yes. and I'm going to watch it. That was not the case last no. night. Those are two good teams. Uh-huh. Those are two teams that, well, I mean, could win the Big 12, uh, right? All right. <laughs> well, they, they both have Big 12 scalps. That they do. Uh-huh. Now, one of them is Kansas. 
and that's Coastal Carolina. But they I beat watched Louisiana. most of that game that night. It was a night game in Lawrence, mm-hmm. and I watched a ton of that it's like game. Like a nine o'clock kick. It was late. Yeah. Yes, I think it was a nine o'clock kick. And uh, what I saw that night is what I saw last night. These were two good football teams. I told you yesterday. I just love that Coastal Carolina offense too. It's, uh-huh. it's I like their unis. Yes, yeah, with the teal. Yeah, the inverted out of the shotgun, out of the pistol, triple option mm-hmm. that they run. It's it's just fun to watch. And that's the great part about college football to me. It's just how different you can play. You can be Army and Navy, and you can go old right. school, and you can play that fashion. You can be like Air Force and go with the flex bone. You can be a leech team that just throws it around and chucks around 60 times. And though more and more teams obviously have moved to the spread, or you can just go traditional, and you can be like USC in the past and be pro style. You can be Iowa and go old school football and play that way. Evolution has still happened, but you have all these different quirks. And another one last night with Coastal Carolina, and hope people jumped aboard with me and got the seven and a half as uh, you were coasting in there. Outright e- win. Even with overtime, I-, I felt pretty good, though. How do you lose an overtime game when you're getting seven and a half? You, you don't. It's over. Unless somebody, you get a pick six or a scoop and score after the team oh, scores. Oh, yeah, that's true. I guess there is that, right? Oh, boy, you talk about a bad beat. That would be awful. You know, why didn't the kid just fall down? The game is over. But no, he's going to show a boat and take the less than the distance. And they win by 13. And, yeah, and they stick it, you know, oh. for me. Anyways, um, yeah, that would be the only way. Mm-hmm. But you'd like to think that they're well coached to just fall down and end right. the football game. But they're kids, and they see the uh, green grass in front yeah. of them, and they want to score, and I understand that Fun game too. last night, though. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Unfortunately, tonight, the Sunbelt game, not as Hopefully good. Hopefully, it's entertaining, though. Right. Close. That's Yeah, that's the, all. I don't care. Yeah. Have it be a close one, but mm-hmm. we do get two baseball we games. Do. The Astros stave off elimination, yep. and Dodgers And who right goes back first today? Today, it is it's a Rays inverse, Astros right? at four. So the... And a little oh, earlier. Four. Yes, oh, good. A little bit earlier. So we're not going to have the overlap. Now, the overlap didn't matter last night. No, you couldn't watch it. No. It, it was awful. Yeah. But uh, and then seven o'clock for the Dodgers and Braves. I wonder how long Williams stood with the, stuck with the game. Ooh, I mean Braves fan in did he, general. Did he get through the first? No, I mean I wouldn't have. I don't know. Would I have? Would I go down with my ship? If the Jets are in a in a you got a lot going on. No, it's a bye week for Iowa State, so he doesn't have as yeah. much writing probably to do. Yeah, I think you stick with it. You keep it on, right? You do something else, but you keep it. You on. know, you're drilled. Yeah. I mean, you know, you have no There's shot no coming back at eleven. Nothing, no, nothing none whatsoever. And then the uh, the American League game was uh, w- was fantastic. Uh, it really was. Uh, Glass now. I mean, what a lopsided trade. Meadow and Glass now for um, uh, Chris Archer. That'll go down as an all timer, an all time gaff. One of the biggest mistakes the Pittsburgh Pirates are ever going to make in their franchise history. And they're not alone. No, I, you know, he, I don't know the circumstances. But Arena, Randy Arena, was a Cardinal last year. I mean, a St. Louis Cardinal, Randy Arena. Look what he is doing in this entire playoff run. He hits another one last night, wraps it around the left field foul pole. Mm-hmm. Trent, he is him and Altuve, by the way. Altuve was good again last night. <laughs> right away. In the batter's box. Yeah. Uh, but Arena was a Cardinal. He went with Jose Martinez. I looked it up. Mm-hmm. Jose Martinez Went from St. Louis to Tampa, yeah. and then, of course, Tampa said we don't need him, and the Cubs took him at the trade. Do you know what Jose Martinez did in his Cubs stint? I don't. I think it was like nine or ten games he was in. Mm-hmm. Do you know what, he, what was the batting average? Zero. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Ofer. He was Ofer. Ofer, the, Ofer his Cubs grid. Now, he did walk once. Okay. Yes, he did Helps take— Helps the on-base percentage. He did take a walk. 
uh, in that. Boy, does he ever his skills or whatever? They uh, it's not what they thought they were getting. Yeah. Uh, putting it mild. Let's get Matt in here. He wants to chime in. You're always welcome to do so, folks. Two eight four five nine six six. Matt's first, and maybe uh, Matt. Good to talk to you. How are you? Good. How are you guys? What's going on? Um, you're seven and a half points in overtime. I'm a gambling novice, but Oklahoma won by eight in overtime on Saturday. That's another so way. If it yeah. would go to that, yeah, that'd be the only other way to do it. Because so, they what? They comment. oh, they had to go for two. Yep, they had when to you go get, for two. Sure. Yeah, when right. you get after deep third into overtime. It. Yep. Right. Uh, Matt, good stuff. Appreciate it. Yeah. Gambling novice teaching the uh, vets a little something. Yes, You're reminding us anyway. In Oklahoma, that was a good one. There, that is a good one. Another way, I uh, a guy that I follow on Twitter is named Stucky. He works for the Action Network, which you see Darren Ravel. That's Ravel, where he works yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, big gambler, and I followed him for basically as long as I've been on Twitter. Loves college basketball, but also bets a lot of college football. He was live betting on Texas the whole time. And he was saying, the only way I can lose this is if it gets to the fourth overtime, Oklahoma has the football first, scores, goes mm-hmm. for two, because mm-hmm. he had a bunch of seven and a half during the live game. And, of course, what happens... Mm. He'll lose it yeah. by eight. The other thing is if they would have got past that fourth overtime, we have the new rule now in college football where instead of the overtimes just continuing, starting in the fifth overtime, they just start going for two. That's all it is. Yeah. You go for two, we go for two. It's right. like penalty kicks in soccer. Right. Right. That's what they're going to do. One game has hit that. Last year, I can't remember what it was. I think it was maybe an ACC game, but regardless... I thought we were trending that direction. Do you like that rule? I, I understand. you got to get the guys off the field. Yeah. What was it, the LSU-Texas A&M game that it went, went forever? Yeah, seven overtimes right. or whatever it was. I guess. I mean, I just like I just like the college overtime format way better than the NFL. I mean, what? it's not even close. The me. NFL, you can't put them at the 25 because their kickers are still too good. If you put them at the 40, they don't get any yards. They still have a 57-yard attempt. Would that be better? 35, maybe? 35, that's still a 52-yarder if you yeah. get nothing. Do you take kicking out of it? Mm. I know a lot of people don't like that. But they, yeah. You don't remove that for you remove that for the special teams from the game. Yeah. Um, you can't start them at the 25, though, in the end. Right, and I don't think that the NFL would be willing to swallow their pride. Yeah. And, and I mean, the other way I could see, right? The NFL does something, or mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Anyways, I just heard from another Braves fan. When Bellinger made that play at the wall, that was it for him. <laughs> <laughs> the baseball Benny. He was, he'd had enough. Uh, but um, look, we're, we're, we're spoiled. We got a couple more games today. The college football may or may not be good. So, high school wise, Trent, yeah. uh, you're going to work tomorrow night. So, mm-hmm. help me out with this. Okay. As a, someone who doesn't follow it as closely as I want did, what is going on this weekend? Because everybody I talk to are having trouble finding a quote game of the week. Right. Um, so, is every. Not everybody's got to buy, but I'm just just take over because I don't know. Well, starting in 4A, and that's what we talk about the most, there are 40 teams, and we're working to get to back to a bracket of 32. Remember, four of the five teams, though, from Des Moines are 4A. Hoover plays 3A this year. Mm -hmm. So you take them off. So you're down to 36. So there's only four games that need to be played this week, and it is, for all intents and purposes, say, Team 28 versus Team 36. Team 29 Versus uh, 34, excuse me, and down from there. That's why these games aren't very compelling. There's nobody really involved is there a outside local? of Ames. Ames is the only one? They okay. would be the only one that you have. So and where be, are they traveling, do you know? Uh, they'll be at home. So Sproul will do that game on yep. KSI, I'm assuming? Yes, that's uh, Ames will have that matchup. But that's what these games are. Here, here are your 4A matchups here. 
in the first round. Sioux City West at Council Bluffs TJ. I don't think there's a win amongst those two teams. Marshalltown, I know that's the second round. Cedar Rapids Jefferson is coming to Ames uh, for that matchup in the first round. Davenport Central against Davenport West, two mm-hmm. really bad teams. That's what it is in the first round. And even the round of 32, there's going to be a lot of blowouts. So will you find a good game? So Southeast Polk will play who? They'll play the winner of that uh, one of Cedar these, Rapids Jefferson gotcha. game. Yeah. Um, Ankeny will take on the winner of Council Bluffs TJ Sioux City West. So there'll be some running clock next week in all yeah, likelihood. Yeah, and, and the other a lot of the matchups for the round of thirty two already set. Dowling has Sioux City North, and more than likely a clubbing. Valley has to go over to Council Bluffs. They'll take really? on Abe Lincoln over there. That's what happens when you go get on the bus two and four, and you, you make a road trip there. So that's what we have. Atumwa also uh, takes on Iowa City City High. The winner gets Iowa City West, who's undefeated on the east side of the state. So that's the opening round. That's why I'm going three A. A lot more compelling. ADM goes over to Bondurant. Uh, Bondurant Ferraris four and three. So are, is there bye four. weeks in three A this this week for the basically the district champions? Okay, there's an extra buy in there, but for the nine district champions, they get a buy in the opening round. 3A, 2A, 1A, that's the way it's set up in their bracket. When your district, you get that first round by. There's one other out there, but that's the way that it is. After we get through this week and next week, we'll be down to 16 then. And uh, when we get down to 16, they will re-bracket things and go from there. So football, our Friday Night Lights uh, here with Joe Stacy and mm-hmm. Lawful Holson Company, they will be, I guess, a put somebody in names, and then they'll have to drop down to classes too, right? Yeah, yeah. That's good, though. There is, yeah. And there's certainly a lot of local interest. So Central me, Iowa interest. How about some Central Iowa teams that are playing this weekend? Carlisle, they'll good. be hosting yep. Oski. will be okay. making their way there. Winterset hosts North Polk. Mm-hmm. Perry hosting Nevada, who's yep. had a really nice year. Of course, the ADM Bondurant game will have the play for. I wonder, Norwalk goes over to Glenwood. Did somebody draw the short stick and... Now, help me out. Where's Glenwood? Uh, over by Council Bluffs. It's it's a long, long drive to get over there. There's also a prison over there. Oh. Yeah. So I wonder if somebody uh, drew, should ask Lawful Holtz if, yeah. uh, if he sent somebody on their Speaking way. Speaking of prison, a guy we used to work with had his uh, sentencing continued to January 20th. 2021. Yeah. We'll, we'll probably figure this out by, what, 2022? Uh, he's not going to prison. Gilbert hosting Mason City. Yeah, Mason City's in 3A now, too. How crazy really? is that? Yeah. Jeez. Hoover's in 3A, yeah. of course, didn't get to finish their season. And still speaking of high school football, waiting word, your idea playing that tournament yep. for the Des Moines City and Schools. And it sounds and like the there's only two that are interested, yeah. right? Roosevelt and North? Roosevelt and North. And seeing when that's going to be, I know there was a lot of talk maybe Monday or Tuesday after they can start practicing on that Saturday before they're back, possibly playing the game. They can't go up against... High school football that will be played Thursday, right. Friday. So, so they would have it early in the week, like Monday night high school football? It might be, yeah. Probably Tuesday is awful. more that I heard, but yeah. uh, I'm going to reach back out to Mitch So Moore. are you thinking? I would think so. If if they're doing the game, I would love to call it. I would love if, if we don't have anything on the air. And I well, love what, are local. We, what are we going to have on the air? Right. I mean, because the Wild I, aren't playing. Iowa State women aren't ready. Iowa State women aren't playing. Um, no Wolves. Wolves are not going to be... Yeah, I mean, I think you might be city working your way down to AD's office and yes. trying to chirp in his ear a little bit for that one. That deserves. Yeah, you know what? The, it, hopefully, that you can work that out yes. because yeah. what rose? Well, all of the schools that uh, that couldn't play, mm-hmm. uh, and if they get for their air quote championship game, if they get a little uh, radio coverage, yeah. Look, I don't know how good the game is going to be. Roosevelt's really good, right? Yeah, uh, I'd like to think that North will give them a game, but. 
Yeah, hopefully we can pull that off. Hopefully you're, you're in attendance calling that game. That'd be awesome. On a Tuesday night is what you're thinking? Monday or Tuesday is what so, I've heard, and more people leaning towards Tuesday. That game it's the Tuesday after the election, right? So yeah, it would be yes. Tuesday the 10th? Yeah, yeah that the election's right. the 3rd. Yeah. Yep. Okay. In. I hope you are. That would be great. Um, I hope you are. I'll reach out to, to Mitch, and I'll reach out to North and see where they are, because that was a conversation that came out. A couple of weeks when yeah. they had the 7-on-7, seven seven, I think. Yep. Right? Is that where it started? Yeah, and we knew school for the Des Moines public is starting that Monday the 10th. Well, ninth, I guess it would be, uh-huh. is when they'll get started there. So well, they can start to... practicing Saturday. So convince them to kick at 7, because Cyclone Insider is okay. on from 6 until 7. 7 o'clock so kickoff. So if, yep. if they are... Drake Stadium? Works, right? I hope so. It's heated for you. <laughs> That's really uh, what I'm hoping so. So if they if they would like radio, let, uh-huh. let them know. Yes. I mean, in advance, 7 uh-huh. o'clock is better if you want on the air. Right. Because Cyclone Insider airs on Tuesday night. That'll be awesome. Let's let's hope it happens. I'll reach out to Mitch right after the show you today. You should. Yes. Absolutely. All right. We're going to hear from Vinny Iyer coming up. He covers the NFL for the Sporting News. Lee Sterling's got a handful of games that he's going to talk about with Trent and I at about 10.50. Chris Connolly, the NCAA tournament coming back. I never thought I would see it once, let alone three times. I really Look, I didn't think the building they, was going to When they missed those built. first couple of times. Exactly. Because of the hotels. Building's too small. Yeah. They wanted a Heard little bit all. bigger. Yeah, and here they are, third time in seven years that they're going to have it. Is, is it going to get to a point where it's oversaturated though? Where hell no, I don't think so either. This is the biggest event Des Moines will get sporting wise. Yeah, this is it. What what could be bigger? They had wrestling that does not look like it'll happen anymore. Uh uh-uh. uh, too too small for that. And speaking of wrestling and winter sports in general, the news that was handed down yeah, yesterday. Good news of anybody. I'm happiest for Spencer Lee. Absolutely. A kid that was on his way to his third championship. Looked mm-hmm. like even if he wins it this year, it'll just be a three-timer. Now he'll have an opportunity yep. to be a four-time national champion. And that dude, he deserves it. I mean, He's just incredible to watch. He is that good. And to have that kind of pedigree and have that opportunity taken yeah, away. for him. Yeah, I, I would love it. <laughs> I was uh, listening to Hawk Central last night, and Lystico talked to Spencer Lee. And Chad uh, mentioned, though, he was a little frustrated that there'll be other guys that'll have an opportunity to win five. That's just, oh, the, that's yeah. just the way that Spencer right. Lee is wired, though. Yeah, <laughs> He's already thinking about, you know, those guys get five. If I, yeah, if I put the bar here, it's just going <laughs> to chance somebody's going to yeah. get over top of it. All right, it's time for another $1,000 handoff. Text the keyword RICH to 200. 200 right now. It's your chance to win $1,000. That's RICH to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Vinny Iyer on the NFL slate. Vinny writes for the Sporting News. We'll also pick his brain on his cats as the Big Ten West gets underway. Uh... No, it's Illinois. Who does Wisconsin. Illinois? Wisconsin on, on the Friday. Why am I going to knock them off two years in a row? Let's go. I'm guessing that's not going to happen. We'll, we'll see. Anyways, we'll talk to Vinny Iyer coming up next. Uh, Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports at 1050. It's approaching 25 minutes after the hour at 10 o'clock on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.0. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and now on 106.3 FM. This is KXNO. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Take you up until noon. 
Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, coming up in 20 minutes. Right now, he's our friend Vinny Iyer, a Northwestern grad, a three-time Jeopardy champion. Vinny writes for the Sporting News, sportingnews.com. Vinny, Trent, and Ken, as always, sir, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. How are you, Vinny? Good. Uh, happy early Halloween, because I know that's when the Wildcats and Hawkeyes take each other on. Ah, nice. Season, so. So looking forward to that already. I will enjoy having some Big Ten football back. Yeah, it's going to be great. Can't wait till a week from Saturdays. Well, let's start with your cats. They get Peyton Ramsey back. They're picked last betting-wise in the Big Ten West, Finney, which kind of surprised me as Fitz has been able to you know, to uh, uh, overachieve, if you will, on, on a number of different occasions. Bowser's back at the running back. He was so good when he burst mm-hmm. onto the scene. Uh, what, what kind of year do you anticipate out of your Wildcats? Yeah, it's a hard season to read. I think it all depends on how well Ramsey plays this year. And you look on defense, they have a lot of experience, especially a linebacker with Patty Fisher and a Blake Gallagher. That's going to be the heart of their team this season. So you look at that, I think they'll be fine running the ball. they got to find some more guys to make plays for Ramsey. And the one thing that's going to hurt them is the offensive line losing Rashawn Slater. He's probably going to be a first-round pick. So he had opt-out here of the season, the uh, short season, for the Cats. So it'll be interesting to see. I don't know what to expect from the Big Ten teams that are not Ohio State this year. Right. <laughs> yeah. They have separated themselves and put themselves certainly on a different level. Vinny, uh, Pat Fitzgerald, the, the head coach there, has been so successful, has done such a great job. He's been, at times, his name has come up. Is he a lifer? Do you think he, there's another stop in his, his coaching uh, pedigree as he's going to go forward, or is he Northwestern until he retires? Well, there's one place I think he would definitely go to if the opening came up. I don't think the opening's going to come up. Well, maybe it might if they don't get in the playoffs or uh, really fade here is uh, the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. They have to replace Matt Nagy at some point, and they actually call and say, Pat, do you want to coach our team? I think that would be the team he would definitely go to because that would be the natural progression, transition. He does have some NFL qualities that people like there. So I think it's someone to watch. But I think uh, it will basically have to come down to the Bears, I think, to really make that offer. Interesting. Uh, Vinny Iyer writes for the Sporting News. He covers the NFL. So let's get uh, into the NFL, Vinny. Uh, what did you learn Tuesday night? Did you learn more about Tennessee or Buffalo from a negative perspective? That defense was eye-opening to me. I really liked the Bills and was crossing my fingers that Bills Chiefs Monday night was going to be good. Maybe I'm overreacting, but uh, and at the same time, maybe I should be giving more credit to Tennessee, who's 4-0 in their own right. What did you learn on Tuesday? Yeah, I mean, Tennessee is a very annoying team for the rest of the AFC. They were last year when they got to the championship game, played the Chiefs. Uh, were in that game for a little bit, but the Chiefs pulled away pretty easily there. So I think they're a team that they're not going to beat themselves, that's for sure. They don't make a lot of mistakes. They're going to run the ball. They like their identity. They're going to play off that running game, throw the ball downfield, use Derrick Henry to draw you in, then open things up in the passing game. So you look at them, they don't make a lot of uh, key mistakes. Very few penalties, very few turnovers. They're going to make you make the mistakes, and that's what happened in that game. The Bills early set the tone with the Josh Allen interception. I mean, he was just sloppy in the game early. They couldn't get the running game going, and that was it. That was pretty much it for Tennessee. They're going to prey on that, and uh, if they can get a lead there, they're kind of like the Ravens are. They're a team that if they get the lead significantly and there's a bit of a snowball effect that happens with the running game, they're going to be really tough to stop. So. 
The Bills, I think Josh Allen, still work in progress. I think he's turned the corner immensely this season, but games like that make you wonder. I mean, a game where maybe the tone would have been different if he didn't have the mistakes uh, in the game. So uh, the Bills, the jury's still out on how far they can go. I still think they're improved. I think the first step for them is uh, making sure they take care of business and dethrone the Patriots as everyone expects they should. Cowboys are, of course, America's team, self-proclaimed, and here we are. Hmm. With Dak Prescott, that gruesome injury that we saw, and to see his teammates the way that they all came over, the respect you could see on the giant side as he was making his way off the field. Andy Dalton, though, as a backup, a, a professional quarterback, came in, he was 9 of 11, looked pretty good for a guy that probably hasn't taken a ton of reps. Your thoughts on this Cowboys team, now with Dalton at the helm, probably going to have to rely on the run game a lot more in Zeke Elliott, but still what this team can be in a NFC East that has just got awful. Yeah, I mean, Andy Dalton, the, the signing man, ended up working out really well. Yeah. They didn't really spend a lot of money to pick him up. So it was in May, so they waited. Uh, the Bengals did. Uh, I think there was a bit of a cheap move on their part when they knew they were going to take Joe Burrow, but they waited until after the draft to uh, release Andy Dalton. I think that was a little cheap on their part, but a good landing spot for him for sure as being a TCU guy, a guy from uh, Katy, Texas, outside of uh, Houston there. So... It all worked out for him, but he probably didn't expect he was going to be starting here in week six uh, so early, and he probably didn't want that either because he thought he'd be a strong backup to Dak. But when you look at it, Andy Dalton's MO throughout his career, you give him an offensive line, you give him a running game, you give him some good receivers, he's going to produce. When things break down around him, he doesn't produce. But the good thing about the Cowboys, offense is not the problem. They can move the ball on anyone. Their line should get healthier here. At some point, you figure with uh, Teron Smith and, and getting better at left tackle, and you know they can run the ball with Ezekiel Elliott. They've got an elite receiving core here with those three guys. So I think he can be successful, especially in this division where no one is really stepping up. The Eagles don't look very good at all uh, here. The Washington football team and the Giants are not going to do anything in this division. So they have time on their side, time to figure out. You're right, they might adjust a little bit to the running game. I think they should do that anyway to help protect their defense. they got to go back to that old-school Jason Garrett approach more than ever now where they can't just be getting in these games where they're trying to win 35-31 or 42-35 every week because we've seen the mixed results with that. Early, they have two wins to show for it, but three losses playing that kind of football. So Cardinals game, very interesting. I think that's going to be a very high-scoring game on uh, Monday night. So should be a fun one, very entertaining uh, and uh, Cardinals have defensive issues of their own without uh, Chandler Jones now for the rest of the season. Yeah, that's a blow, no doubt. Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News is our guest. Well, Vinny, Le'Veon Bell is out there, and apparently he's going to make his decision here uh, maybe maybe as soon as today. And, and it seems like, Vinny, correct me if I'm wrong, it's, it's down to three teams, the Chiefs, Obviously, Edwards Elaire is the guy there. Uh, the Bears, David Montgomery, but then there's a spot seemingly with Cohen on the shelf. And the Miami Dolphins, I don't really understand that one, but the Dolphins are in contention. I mean, the Bears are a playoff team in all likelihood. The Chiefs for sure are. Um, does it seem like the Chiefs would be the favorite for Bell Services in your mind, or where are you leaning? Well, it uh, makes you wonder what the Dolphins are thinking of, but I think the biggest appeal for the Dolphins, I feel like that is more a Le'Veon thing. That Remember where he likes to spend most of his time and when he was uh, holding out and all that stuff. Uh, he was in South Beach. I think he just loves Miami. He lives there now. So I think that's part of it. That's the appeal of that team and the willingness maybe to pay him 
more than than these teams possibly. I don't see them going anywhere in terms of trying to be better. I get it. They're playing a Jets this week, so there's a little bit of satisfaction there. But who knows if he can even be ready to play in time this week. So I don't know if the revenge is as big a factor as being played out because the Jets are playing these three teams over the next three games. So that's an interesting little side mm-hmm. note. But when you look at the Chiefs, I think you look at Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He had a big first game against the Texans. Yep. But Tailed off. You can obviously see they don't trust him fully in the passing game. That They don't want him out there maybe in blocking situations. They don't necessarily want to fully use him as a receiver in that sense yet. But Bell, we know that's a big part of his game. He's a reliable pass catcher. He's going to keep her quarterback upright in those type of situations. So I think that's the biggest appeal for the Chiefs. And you look at all the type of backs that fit in Andy Reid's system, and you figure that Le'Veon Bell's right up there with uh, Jamal, Jamal Charles, Clyde edwards Blair, Brian Westbrook. These are the type of guys that have accessed uh, LeSean McCoy. I think Bell fits that category for sure. Steelers are off to a 4-0 start for the first time since the 70s, which is just incredible to think about in its own right. And another wide receiver bursting onto the scene. You know, Johnson, the young guy, looked like he was going to be the next in that line. And all of a sudden, here comes Chase Claypool. He From just says, Notre Dame? Canada. Well, Canadian. Oh, that's where it is. <laughs> Seven catches, three touchdowns, over 100 yards. What is it that Kevin Colbert and this staff for the Steelers, the front office, do to find these wide receivers seemingly year after year after year? Yeah, with Chase Claypool, I don't think it was much of a secret here that he was extremely fast at the combine, mm-hmm. extremely big. He was a bit of a tight end hybrid, mm-hmm. which threw off, threw off some people. And I think you have to keep that in mind. They're kind of using him as that kind of big play tight end as well, in a, in a sense. I mean, handing him the ball like that uh, to score a touchdown, and they did get Eric Ebron. So they definitely made an effort to get better when stretching the middle of the field for the Steelers. And that was a concerted effort because if you look at Ben Roethlisberger, what's been missing is a lot of just pure deep balls. He's been able to hit a few, but what they're trying to do is just to put an array of playmakers there. It's starting to feel like the Steelers are really – behind what they're saying, that they might not sign Judas Smith-Schuster. And this is what they tend to do sometimes with veterans. If they have to overpay someone, they'll go in a different direction. So with Claypool, Johnson, James Washington, they do have some options here if they don't want to keep Judas Smith-Schuster in this offense. So that's an interesting development as well. But, yeah, I think you just have to be confident that you can fit a certain type of receiver in your offense. I think for Steelers, Claypool is a bit of a luxury pick. It's a prize pick. I thought a team like the Packers would really uh, go after a player like that, but that didn't happen. So sometimes a, a guy falls to you that uh, you can just spin into your offense. And Chase Claypool can have a lot of success when he's their fourth, fifth option in the passing game. He's really not being covered by a lot of people, and he has a lot of a special ability with his size and speed. Uh, Vinny, what's the best division right now in in the NFL? Can you make a case for the AFC North because Cleveland's clearly relevant. Steelers, as Trench mentioned, you guys were talking they're they're unbeaten. Baltimore's only losses to Kansas City. I know the Bengals reside there, but Burrow's given that team a little bit of a pulse. Or in the West in the NFC, I mean Seattle. I don't know how they won. I still don't. Uh, the Rams are good. Um, what's the best division, top to bottom? Yeah, I mean, it's a close call between both of those. But right now, you'd have to give a slight edge to the AFC North because there's a little bit of defense being played there. With the NFC West, I mean, the Rams do have a very good defense. Don't get me wrong, but the Cardinals don't have much going on right now. The 49ers are a bit depleted. We know Seahawks have a bunch of issues. So 
I've seen the Browns. They're starting to play a little bit better against the run. Miles Garrett is doing some good things there. Steelers are loaded top to bottom. We know the Ravens are pretty good in a lot of areas against the pass there on that team. So that should be an interesting race throughout here. And you look at the Ravens, they have a bit of a trap game on the road against the Eagles. I don't think they're totally lighting things up the way we saw them last year. They were a little dependent on a few break turnovers to kind of blow, blow teams, but they're not running and passing the way we saw and scoring at will the way they did in 2019. So they have a trap game. The Steelers are playing the Browns, hosting them at Pittsburgh. So that's kind of a check the pulse type game here. Uh, who is uh, beating a little stronger here? Who's going to give the Ravens a bigger threat? So uh, I know the Browns played the Ravens in week one. The result wasn't so great. The Steelers are about to play the Ravens here coming up. So, it's a big game. The Steelers can win this one, and the Ravens will hold off in Philadelphia. They're going to go into a pretty big matchup with a lot on the line here in the FC North. Full circle, Vinny, for you. We uh, we started the conversation about Northwestern, and you talked about maybe Chicago, the Bears being a place that uh, Pat would leave his cats for. What about this Bears team? They're 4-1, and one, yet it feels like nobody, and nobody believes that this is a really good team. How can they continue to improve and be a team that by the time we get in December say, you know what, maybe this team can make a run and win a couple of playoff games. What still needs to happen in your mind with the Bears? Yeah, this is a good gut check game for both the Bears and the Panthers this mm-hmm. week, for sure. I mean, the Panthers are overachieving a little bit, that's for sure, but they have a lot of offensive firepower, even without Christian McCaffrey. Robbie Anderson has been terrific. DJ Moore has looked pretty good as a big play threat. Uh, you also have uh, Mike Davis playing very well in the re- replacement role for McCaffrey. So good test for that defense to get challenged by a good passing game. They're playing very well against the pass. they got to be thrilled with the young corners play. Jalen Johnson out of Utah there with Kyle Fuller. So good pass rush, good defense uh, in the back end. A little leaky against the run, but the Panthers are a lot worse against the run. So here's the opportunity for the Bears. David Montgomery. He's been up and down, but he has an opportunity without Terry Cohen to be the guy that that's meant to be, like we saw last year, that could be a feature back. The Panthers just cannot stop the run. So you got to use him a lot, kind of establish yourself that way. You've beefed up your offensive line with Jermaine Affetti. So use that. That's your strength now. Have a Dick Foles play off that. Because when you look at it, beyond uh, Allen Robinson, a few flash plays from Jimmy Graham. they got to find somebody else, and maybe it'll be the rookie, uh, Darnell Mooney, making some big plays here going forward to help Nick Foles. He's been really terrific. Vinny, you know what? We'll uh, uh, reach out see if your schedule allows uh, Hawks-Cats week, that week of Halloween. We'll, we'll talk again, Vinny. Both teams will have a game under their belt. We'll know a little bit more about uh, the respective squads. Vinny R from the Sporting News. Vinny, thank you. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Have a good one. You do the same. Good to talk to you. Uh, Vinny R. from the Sporting News. So there's another cancellation in college football. Your game, you were uh, Cincinnati-Tulsa, mm-hmm. is off the slate, and it's now been rescheduled for, is it the 5th of December? Trent, the AAC Championships the next week, conceivably, yeah. could, play this, could see this game in back-to-back weeks. Well, in Cincinnati, if they're playing for, not a playoff berth, but at the very least, to get into one of the, uh, the, the major six, bowls, yeah. yeah. Then you have to beat Tulsa back-to-back weeks. A pretty decent Tulsa oh. team, as we've seen, who's already beat UCF, almost got Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. And then you have to not only beat them once, you got to beat them back-to-back. Whew. 
Tulsa hasn't played a home game yet. This was supposed to be their first home game, apparently, on the slate. Uh, It's, uh, what, 10.45 here on a Thursday morning. We'll take a timeout. We'll pick Lee Sterling's brain. Who does our handicapper like? ParamountSports.com. Lee coming up next. Miller and Condon till noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.0. In West Des Moines. And welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Ten minutes before the hour of 11, 10.50 on a Thursday. Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Uh, it's time for our friend Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. Uh, he's got four games we are going to discuss, and then his game of the week. Lee, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? Can't complain. Um, as long as we got... Uh majority of the games that that are scheduled to be played will just go with what we got it's definitely been challenging though no doubt about another cancellation this morning college wise seems like the nfl's one more postponement it away from, i haven't i've uh, even looked tulsa cincinnati is off mm, okay uh december yeah. 5th for that one now and they could play both back-to-back weeks as that's the aac championship game as well yeah i just i just wonder how is nick saban Oof. uh gonna find a way to he's, he's gonna try to, i think contact his assistants or anyone uh, after 90 minutes before the game, you know he's going to find a way if it's fourth and one to let them know which way (laughs) he wants to go with that. Yeah, there'll be somebody uh, in the stadium perhaps signaling from across. Who knows? They'll they'll figure something out. Well, let's get to those games, Vinny, and you you talked about Alabama and Georgia. So the number six, before we get your take on the game, I mean, a coach, right? When you're doing power rankings and how much right. is this? How much is the quarterback worth? We understand that's a f- significant factor, but coaching, Vinny, or Vinny, coaching Lee, um, how, how, how much of a how, do you factor into it, if at all? I've never, I've never seen a move like this. Two points. So the Vegas feels and offshore feels that Alabama was a six-point favorite before. It's down to four points without Nick Saban. So mm-hmm. that's a significant move here. Uh, He's got enough coaches, though. I mean, he's got four former coaches just as uh, uh, paid analysts uh, to to look over the film for him. So I think they'll be just fine. Uh, Great battle. Even though uh, Alabama's ranked number two in the country, I feel they're the best offense at 51 points per game. Uh, Georgia ranked number two, allowing just 12 points per game. They're probably the best defense here. So you have a battle of Titans, best offense probably against the best defense here. Key is for Alabama, they got to have some type of running game. And Georgia has shut down Auburn and Tennessee so far this year. But Alabama's a little bit different animal, a little better line, uh, but a lot better running back here. And, and I think also the threat of them throwing deep uh, is, is not going to allow Georgia to load up the box. So if they can gain, hit the century mark, you know, gain 100, 120, 130 yards, I think they'll be able to open up their offense. And uh, Bama defense was horrendous. I mean, combination, poor tackling, and I, I think they brought their, like, C-minus, D-plus game against Ole Miss. So they're going to have to play much better. It might come down to quarterbacks, and if that's the case, give me Mac Jones over Stetson Bennett here. And uh should be a great chess match here, but uh, I think Alabama comes out on top 34-23. Roll Tide! Mm-hmm. You uh, gave us a bonus game. You said you uh, had a pick in Oklahoma State Baylor. 
That's been taken off the board. Friday night football, BYU-Houston. BYU undefeated and getting a little bit more uh, meat at the end of that schedule. We'll see if they can go undefeated, but a road trip down to take on Holgo's Cougars. What do you got here? Yeah, so Zach Wilson, very underrated quarterback, probably is going to be drafted in the NFL. Uh, 1,241 passing yards, eight touchdowns on the year against Houston's Clayton Toon. They've only played one game, but he threw for 319 and three touchdowns versus Tulane. So difference here might be defense. BYU, the fourth-rated uh, scoring and total defense here. Their linebackers and DVs actually cover extremely well. They hit you and they wrap up. Don't miss many tackles in the open field. And then, you know, maybe it comes down, you know, to just keeping your composure and, and playing smart. And, and BYU doesn't beat themselves. Uh, very, very smart that way. One to seven penalties in all four games. Houston, ten penalties in their first game. Uh, if you look at their history, they lose their cool, uh, late hits, um, just, you know, third and threes, they'll jump off sides, and those little things will cost you. So whoever wins this game, I, I think uh, if they continue and stay undefeated, has a really good chance of making it to the uh, semifinals. This might be one of those years uh, where they may not let, you know, uh, a team – if they don't pay more than seven, eight games into the, uh, the semifinals. So I like BYU here, 42-24. 42-24, lay those four and a half with the Cougars. Let's jump to the NFL. Battle for the Bays, Tampa Bay, Green Bay. And only the third time we get to see Tom Brady against Aaron Rodgers. Crazy to think with those two long that careers. Right? Game number three yeah. between these two starting quarterbacks. Pack and Bucks, what do you got? I think Chris Berman used to used to refer to it as Bay of Pigs yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when they used to play in the same division. But uh, yeah, I was shocked they hadn't played as much. But you got to think that Tampa Bay with Tom Brady will usually bounce back. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, they've had an easy schedule, playing a lot of teams in their division, three of their four games, and caught them at the right time. So I just feel that Tampa Bay, if they get both of their receivers back, Evans and Goodwin, uh, they're difference makers here, and uh, they just haven't gotten a lot of separation uh, when those guys have been out of the uh, lineup. So I I like Tampa Bay here. Wrong team's favorite. They pull off the home upset here, thirty to twenty-seven. All right, yep. Steelers three and a half over Cleveland. Yeah, I mean matchup of last year's game. Hopefully, there's no helmet throwing in this game. I about uh, that. Why is Cleveland four and one? Well, number one in the NFL, plus eight turnover ratio. Uh, Pittsburgh, they do it with pressure on the quarterback, twenty sacks in four games, averaging five sacks. So for some reason, Pittsburgh did not bring it last week against Philadelphia. Uh, I think they were probably looking ahead to this game, wanted revenge. Uh, both quarterbacks playing at a high level. Ben Roethlisberger, obviously, back from his injured arm, that surgery. And, and Baker Mayfield, uh, only three interceptions in his five games. But he has a tendency uh, to throw interceptions and lose those linebackers in coverage uh, when he's hurried out of the pocket or forced to throw quickly. And that's that's what Pittsburgh does best. And all of a sudden, They've got another receiver to go with Juju Smith-Schuster and Chase Claypool. So uh, this might be the week that Juju Smith-Schuster, he's been quiet this year. Uh, He goes off. uh, I like Pittsburgh here in a shootout. Well, not literally, 35-27. Finish up with Kansas City and Buffalo and game that maybe lost a little luster after Tuesday. Chiefs and Bills, what do you have? Well, important game for both teams. Now awful loss. And what I've noticed is usually Kansas City bounces back after a loss. 
the Bills this year, just, I mean, not the same team uh, on defense. You know, they lost a couple guys on the defensive line, uh, not getting pressure on the quarterback last year at this time. They're averaging three sacks per game this year, two sacks per game, and they're two safeties not being able to get over in coverage. Jordan Poyer or Micah Hyde, uh, that extra second, you know, uh, the quarterbacks have been allowed to throw the football has really hurt their secondary. And also, Tredarius uh, White, he's a game-time decision. So I think Kansas City, with all that talent receiver, just too much. Uh, uh, sometimes you got to lay it, even if you want to play it on the road. I like Kansas City here, 37-30. to All right, your game of the week, Notre Dame. They're a 17.5-point favorite over Louisville. If the listeners want more information, Lee, how do they reach you? Just go to ParamountSports.com, hit our 45-unit play. Now last week in the NFL, 49-15-1 on our 40-15-unit plays going back over the last decade. So you want to hop on board. Now's the time. Uh, How about this? Seven games combined Saturday and Sunday, just $77. Great time to join me. We've won five or six weeks so far this year. Uh, Not a lot of people can say that. So seven for 77 an instant download paramountsports.com or call 800-400-9741 talk to you in a week lee sterling thank you thanks guys good to talk to you lee sterling paramount sports as we wrap up our number one chris Connolly, the tournament back in des moines we'll talk about that miller and condon till noon des moines sports station 1460 kxno 106.3 fm